Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the Gospel for Life. We've been talking about anger uh, on the program the last few days, and we recognize that there are three categories of anger. There's the righteous anger of God, the righteous anger of humanity, um, those made in His image, and the unrighteous anger of man. And and today on the broadcast, on the broadcast, we're going to talk a little bit about, about the cure of anger. And to get to that, we need to ask the question: When did sinful anger begin? When did sinful anger take hold of your heart? And the answer is at conception. Right. David said, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Augustine, in his book Confessions, illustrates this this, uh, most powerfully, speaking about little babies. He talks about his own infancy. This is what he said. Little by little, I became conscious of where I was, And I began to express my wishes to those who could satisfy them. So I flung about at random limbs and cryings, making the few signs I could for what I wanted. And when I was not immediately obeyed, my wishes being either harmful to me or unintelligible, then I was indignant with my elders for not submitting to me, for not serving me, and avenged myself on them with tears." And then Augustine makes this amazing insight. He basically asks the question, what makes infants innocent? It's their inability to rise up and punch the person who doesn't feed them on demand. It's not his innocent heart. So we call babies innocent um, not because of their will, but because of the weakness found in their limbs. Yeah, we're all blessed by the smallness of oh, babies. <laughs> if they had as much strength as, as we did, they would absolutely tear us apart. So, so I think the illustration is really helpful. Where did sinful anger begin? It didn't begin when somebody cut you off in traffic. It didn't begin when you didn't get your way in that meeting or when you didn't get the raise that you wanted or your spouse spoke harsh words to you. Your sinful anger began at birth. Mm-hmm. That's the human condition that we were born in sin, conceived in sin. Mm-hmm. And so today we're going to talk about how do we find the cure for that. Really the cure for all of this is, is in the gospel, and, and Scripture will talk about it in, in different ways, that we've come out of darkness into light, we've come out of being in, in our slumber into being awake. We had been living in bondage, now we live in freedom. We were dead in our sins, now we're alive in Christ. Um, and so really what it's this great contrast are we keeping in step with our flesh paul would ask in galatians or are we keeping in step with the spirit are we being controlled by the flesh or are we being controlled by the spirit and so that is really the 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 heart of it um that at the end of the day outside of christ you can 
manage anger, but you you've never will never be free of it um, because true freedom can only be found in Jesus Christ. Well, that's the same thing with the so even with the Christian, like you know we're, we're talking about virtues in 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 the the Christian life. It's easy for the Christian to 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 this this show is called the Gospel for Life, and part of the part of what that means is that we don't uh, get in to eternal life at the beginning of our of our walk by believing the gospel, and then we set the gospel aside in order to to grow. No, we have to use the gospel from 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 start to finish. Mm-hmm. And so, controlling your anger isn't about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and like some sort of mm-hmm. moralism. That's actually that'll actually grow your anger. If you're not bringing it to Christ, right. so your anger will just become self-righteous. Yeah, right. And I, you know, so in this respect, you know, the thing that uh, helps us with our anger is a deepening own, uh, a deepening conviction of our own sin. Jesus tells that parable about the um, the debt a wrong debt somebody has, and it gets forgiven him, but then. Uh, he won't forgive the lesser debt by someone else, mm-hmm. and the and the the point is, uh, you know, we need we need to ask the Lord to show us the depth of our sin, um, and to put our heart in, our, in the place where we can forgive others' slights against us. So the reality of the Christian life is this: that all of us are born in sin, as as Josh started the program um, talking about. And that is the defining element of our life, that we are self-centered, where Luther would say we're turned in on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how we live outside of Christ. And that is our very nature, um, mm-hmm. is to live for us. And that's why there, we, we have difficulty with jealousy and envy and, and pride and anger and, and the whole list of sins, all of what's natural to us by our flesh. What happens is that when we come to saving faith in Jesus Christ, now we are being renewed. It doesn't mean that we no longer have that sin nature, but that sin nature is being counteracted by a more powerful force. Um, Paul would say in Colossians 3 and Ephesians 4 that we're being renewed in knowledge and holiness and in righteousness. And that mm-hmm. happens by the work of the Word and Spirit in our hearts and lives, that we have the Word that now begins to fill our minds. It begins to define how we think, and the Spirit uses that to transform us and creates fruit. I mean, Galatians 5 creates the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this whole idea that we are being renewed from one degree of glory to the next, and we're, we're dying to the old self, yeah. and the new life is being made within us. And so that's why we try yeah. to just flood our hearts and minds with with yeah. those things that help yeah. with that renewal process. Bob, Bob Newhart's counsel does not work for, for anybody. You remember the SNL clip where he says, <laughs> just, just stop, stop it. it. Because the principle that you just said is is put off and put on. That's great. If you don't put on, uh, you're just okay. This you'll you'll love this because I know you're a big you know little kid movie fan. Uh, Meet the Robinsons. Have you seen that one? If you say no, I'm going to be so angry. Uh, Which one's this one again? Uh, where, well, it, never mind. <laughs> what? I don't think I've seen this movie. Well, it, it, 
there's a it's a time travel movie and an older goob that's one of the supporting characters goob he he meets his younger goob self and, and the, the little boy he missed a, a ball at baseball at a baseball game because uh his friend was staying up all night long and he was getting angry and says what should i do with this anger and he says i know what you should do with it you should bury it deep down and let it fester until it explodes out on everybody else it was a classic scene anyway um back to my point you can't just stop it mm-hmm. you, you can't just put off you also have to put on and so he, here here's here's what you need to do confess your sins to god mm-hmm. <laughs> say yeah. god this is what i've done i've done this and then start to bring forth fruits of repentance by going to his well, word yeah pray and ask god to make you angry about the right things there's another there's another place you know one of one of the things that we need to do is uh Pray for the ability to leave room for the anger of God. Yeah. It says in uh, in Romans twelve, beloved, never avenge yourself, but give place to the wrath of God. You know, we want to solve it ourselves, and we need to we need to pray that there's that we have room in our own dissatisfaction for the anger of God. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, we were talking about uh, put off the old self, put on uh, the new self in Christ. When 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 something is put off, when sin is put off, it needs to be replaced by something, because uh, if it's not replaced by something from the gospel, from from Christ, uh, it it just leaves a vacuum, and then something else is going to come and fill that vacuum. Um, the antidote to anger is the love of God, yeah, and uh, that's why. We need to be. I, well, I'll I'll speak personally. Uh, I need. I I am prone to anger, and uh, I've been, th- been meaning to talk to you about that. I I think lots of men are, and uh, I, I I think that's pretty common. Usually, my anger results from getting my pride hurt, or trying to uh, control others. And uh, what I need to do every day is humble myself and receive the love of God. Yep. That's I think- why I, 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 I need to be refreshed every morning in my, in my quiet time, my, my devotional time, my, my prayer time every morning. I discipline myself to be refreshed in the love of God. To, re- to receive his love and let that love flow through me out to others. Um, it humbles me. Um, it puts aside my pride. Uh, it pu- puts aside my desire to control others uh, because when I'm filled with the love of God, I want to love others. Uh, I've, I've found that is the only antidote to anger. I think this is part of what Paul was saying when he said that the the love of God compels him. Yes. And the idea is that Paul was overwhelmed with the love of God that he had experienced in and through Jesus Christ and the the grace that he had received from God always amazed him. And he responded in kind. And I think part of the problem is that we don't think about the grace and love that we've experienced in and through Christ enough. We don't have gratitude. We don't have thankfulness. Um, I think it would 
it would do wonders for us if we started each of our, our, our moments of our day going through rethinking about all that we possess in and through Jesus Christ, yeah. what is ours in him, yeah. and and take a moment to thank God for it. Yeah. You yeah. know, one of the ways that we can um, experience the grace of, of God afresh, especially for those of you who tend to, to beat yourself up and you tend to wallow in your sin and you tend to, like maybe right now you're thinking, well, I can, I, I'm, I'm so convicted by what they're saying about anger. I just don't know. Um, I just don't even know what to do. Well, I, I would just say what Jack Phillips used to say, right? Cheer up. You're worse than you think you are. Mm-hmm. Right. Cheer up. You're worse than you think you are. You, so so confess that to God because God is better than you think he is. Um, that's how we ex- partly experience the love of God afresh is by right. realizing we're worse than we think. We but, have to own our sin. Yep. We have to come to grips with the fact uh-huh. of, no, this is an affront to God. Yep. But you know what? God is not defining me by that sin. Yep. Um, Psalm 103 is a beautiful chapter to read and, and just rediscover God's great love for his people that he has taken those sins and, and removed them as far as the east is from the west. That that God has dealt with our sin in its totality, and we are not defined by the worst thing that we, we've done, and we're not defined by the best thing that we've done. We are defined mm-hmm. by, by what Christ has done. As Christ and has and done. I think when we deal with other people, too, there's, you know, there's great advice given to us in the book of James, in, in, James, in James chapter 5, where it says, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. You know, he's, he's reminding us in relationship to others, we're to be patient. The coming of the Lord is going to be when all things are made right. You know, when, when uh, the righteous judge deals with people, not only in his wrath, but in his grace, and be patient. It, it goes on and says, establish your hearts for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Don't grumble against one another so that you will not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. Amen. This has been the Gospel for Life. We'll see you next time. 